Hey, good morning. It is uh, 9.07. Glad to have you with us on this Monday morning. They have gone too far now. Now I've had it. Uh, I'll explain what that's all about in just a few minutes. Uh, we've also uh, got a question for you about the uh, the showdown for the speakership. Was it worth it? Did they get anything worthwhile out of it? I would argue they did. In fact, something really surprising that they got out of this. And we'll get to that before 9.30 this morning. And if you paid attention, you may have already heard it. But most people just sort of glossed over it. Tell you what that is. Uh, so that's coming up uh, in this hour of the program. And, of course, the president made it down to the border. <laughs> I'd like to see the president... Go to Huff Avenue in Cleveland, um, in, in the inner city uh, in Chicago, anywhere. And, and I'll tell you why in a few. That'll probably be in the next hour. But I think, Brian, they have gone way too far now. Now they have re the global warming people are making me absolutely crazy. You see, um, they're... Well, asking for things, making, they're complaining about things that, well, let me just explain. In the New York Times, there was an essay printed about global warming, and they insisted that being short would be better for the future of the country. Um. Okay, I don't, I don't see the connection. With the short are also inherent conservationists, more crucial than uh, even this. And, and apparently we eat more and things like that. And now, coming from a guy who's almost six and a half feet tall uh, and who is... I can is see why you would be offended by that, yeah. I'm a little little upset about this. I'm, I'm thinking they've gone too too far. I mean, I am 240 pounds of love and romance... And I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't want more people like me. <coughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh -huh. okay. It sounded like you were not... No, you know. I just, for some reason, it's kind of a gag reflex. <laughs> Comes up every now and again. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm starting to discern a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> really? It took you a while. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but wait... There's more, uh, because apparently there are other things they want to do, including print on menus that you shouldn't eat meat. I'm not kidding you. Public health researchers float the idea of climate change warnings on menu items. Warning diners that red meat is bad for the environment. So... So when you uh, when you go to your favorite hamburger place, uh, they would have to have on the menu, uh, eating this hamburger would cause uh, global warming. Now, that's just two strikes. They've just they've gone too far. They're going after steak and hamburger, uh, which I love, and uh, then they're going after me because I'm tall. It's. It's insane, Brian. It's insane. Isn't it, though? Yeah. Uh, 
All this for allegedly for man-made global warming. Did you see where the price of crude oil has gone up and the reason it's gone up? Uh, Putin? Uh, no. Uh, greedy oil companies? Uh, no. Greedy uh, gas station owners? Uh, no. Huh. Oh. It was cold. It was, it was un unseasonably cold, and apparently that's driven up prices. Do you think that's a little ironic? That they're, yeah. They're complaining the price of oil went up because it's cold when they're <laughs> screaming, it's global warming? Yeah, uh, that doesn't fit the narrative, does it? No, not even a little bit. 874-9390-800-529-5572. So, it was really, I thought, entertaining, this go-around to get uh, uh, McCarthy the speakership. And these uh, 20 conservatives really, really held up. I mean, everybody was complaining about them. Oh, well, you know, the majority should have their way. In a republic, just because you have the largest number of people doesn't mean you win. And so what they did was perfectly legitimate. It doesn't make America look like the laughing stock of the world. Nobody gives a rodent's rectum in France about how long it took us to pick a speaker. It's, you know, that's all nonsense that both the Democrats and the Republicans have been arguing. And then, of course, Fox News, that champion of pseudo-conservatism, was just ripping all of those Republicans who stood in the way of McCarthy, just ripping them to shreds. Well... It turns out they really did accomplish some things. And one of them is going to sound familiar. One of the accomplishments that they got is something that I've been pushing for for 10 years, maybe even longer. This is Matt Gates being interviewed on Fox News. Great committees, Matt Gates. Welcome, Congressman. Great to have you. Good to be with you. So is it worth it all going 15 rounds to elect a speaker? Absolutely. We got concessions that really were being rejected as early as Monday when it comes to being able to read legislation 72 hours before its adoption. Read the bills? Well, that's unique. Individual appropriations bills. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, what we negotiated ensures that we will never again have a circumstance like this omnibus spending legislation because bills will have to comport to a single subject. There will be. What? One subject? It sounds time? familiar. Doesn't it? It does. The Germanity requirements on amendments. And so it's going to be an open process, a transparent process. I'm thrilled at where the House of Representatives is today. You're I got to tell you. I think it was worth every minute of it. I think it was worth every minute of it. I'm, I, I know I had people who disagreed with me. They even called the program to tell me I was wrong. But look, you know, uh, we live in a republic. We're supposed to have some input. Our members of the House of Representatives are supposed to have some input. By the way, somebody should point this out to uh, our Republican congressman uh, here in Missouri. But we're you're not supposed to have tyranny of the majority. These courageous conservatives, I would argue, did us all a favor. Now, the problem that we've got is, unlike the Read the Bills and Write the Laws Act that Downsize DC has been promoting, 
there really aren't any severe consequences. I would love for Matt Gates to get on board with that. I would love for those Republicans. And, and it's got a, a much easier path for a full House vote uh, it, it, under these new rules. I would love to see that. I would love it if the Speaker of the House couldn't get in the way of introducing legislation. Glenn Beck did a great piece on this, by the way. Um, I, maybe I'll play it a little later in the program. 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. You can get me at GaryNolan.com. Send me a message. I think it was worth it. I think what these guys extracted and gals was absolutely worth it. I don't believe we're the laughing stock of the world. I don't think anybody else cares. I think they tried to humiliate them into caving. I think it was a good week for conservatives. Uh, let me do this. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the phone calls right after this break. It's the shortest break of the hour. Then we'll come back and chat with you. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 919. Glad to have you with us. Uh, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, so you're not supposed to... They, they want to put on the menu... Don't eat meat, it'll cause global warming. Unbelievable. Uh, Brian's got a piece. It's, uh, we played it before. It's a little bit, uh, little bit dated, but this is, uh, it, it is the mentality of uh, some of these uh, animal rights and global warming people. But we'll get to that in a minute. First, let's get Rick on the line. Rick, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Hey, Gary, you mentioned them coming after your steak. Well, you know, that's true. Uh, June 11th of last year, the FDA, not an elected official, but a bureaucrat, announced that farmers, those who raise poultry, hogs, cattle, will no longer be able to buy at these farm stores antibiotics to treat their animals. They'll have to go through a veterinarian. And the veterinarian's going to have to store proof that the disease was there. And so these farmers, whether whatever breed it is, when they find they have a problem animal, it's going to the animal auction, and that sick animal's going to find its way into our food source. These people are really working hard. And this rule from the FDA goes in effect June 11th of this year. They're working hard to destroy everything of America. Because they're afraid of antibiotics? Well, there's a lot of people who don't want to eat animals that have been treated with uh, these. It's just another leftist move to destroy America. Yeah, I, I've heard the antibiotics scare you. Oh, yeah, we get all these antibiotics. It's in the drinking water and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Bravo, yeah, well, well, seasonal diseases come around to all livestock, and many farmers just go to their regular, uh, you know, uh, farmer stores and buy and pre-treat. Well, they're going to stop this, and so the animals will be getting sick, and then you'll call the vet. The vet will come out and write a prescription, and not only is it going to put an extra load on the farmers, uh the food chain, but the veterinarians, they better have proof that that disease was there. That's insane. That's just going to drive up the price uh, the price up and the quality down. 
Yeah. All right, Rick. Thank you for breaking my heart today. You just uh, you ruined my day. You happy now? I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, no, you don't sound sorry. All right, Rick. Thank you. I'm glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I hadn't heard about that. Had you, Brian? No, sir. I had not. Yeah, I suppose that's it's probably a backdoor way to get rid of ivermectin. Could be, yeah. You can never be sure. 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. He mentioned that uh, poultry, uh, in addition to cattle and pork, would be a, an issue. But some people are more concerned about poultry than others. And she was hurt and abused her entire life because of this establishment and because of establishments like it. She was locked away. She was hidden. She had nobody there for her. She was crying. She was scared. She was every crying. I've never moment. seen a chicken cry. And because her usefulness had run out, she was going to be killed. Someone was going to murder her. And I can see you smiling. And I can see you laughing. But to her, this is not funny. took her out of there and if I hadn't she wouldn't be with me right now she would be gone just like all of her sisters just like everybody <laughs> who we left behind and I'm here to tell you today that all of those other girls but everyone who we left behind they just wanted to live too and they deserve their lives and right now their eggs and their milk and their bodies are on plates inside this restaurant Chicken. Every time you see someone eating <laughs> somebody else's eggs or somebody else's body, you are going to remember her name. Her name is Snow. She's a beautiful little girl and she just wants to live. We're talking about a chicken. This isn't food. It's violence. Uh, we're talking about a chicken here, lady. It's not Remember that the next time I go to KFC. <laughs> we don't want to tease her too much. You know, you just egg her on. <laughs> egg, get it? <laughs> you, what are you, a chicken? You afraid to throw out a pun? All right. Uh, uh, joke. Huh? That was a foul joke. Oh, that was good. That was good. You want to shell out anymore? <laughs> uh, let me go to the phone so we get Steve on the line. Hey, Steve, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, you know, they've had that drought out in California, so they've been blaming it all on global warming. Well, Newsom was on the news this morning complaining about all the rain they're getting and blaming it on global warming. Yeah. You know, they're finally getting the rain they need, and they're blaming it on man. It, you you see, Steve, I, I thought Brian and I had already taught you this, so I'm going to give you a brief lesson in anthropogenic global warming, okay? If it gets hot, it's global warming. 
If it doesn't rain, it's global warming. If it does rain, it's global warming. If it gets cold, it's global warming. If there's a snowstorm, it's global warming. Got it? Yeah. Okay. I like to know where these people have learned their signs from. I guess it's the government schools that taught yeah. them the, about climate. It is the government schools that are corrupting the brains of young people. They are. You know, when, I, when I was a kid, I remember there was winters. We played outside in t-shirts. Then there was winters. We was out there sledding so much that we didn't go to school. You know, weather does not stay the same year to year to year. But some of these people think because it snowed on Christmas Day when they were a kid, it's supposed to snow every Christmas Day. And if it doesn't, it's global warming. Yeah, well, you, the the climate has changed forever. There were times when it was tropical all over the place and times when we had ice ages. It just, it is what it is. This is so stupid that we're doing all this. All right, they Steve. They want to ruin our government. They want to ruin trying to, our government. You know, well, so. yeah, they're green on the outside, red on the inside. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Steve. Take it easy. Yep. I'm glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You know, and then they come up with those silly studies. Well, it was uh, 0 0.01 degrees warmer this year than last year. Oh, bravo, Sierra. Uh, all right, uh, let me do this. Have I got time? Yeah, I do. I'm going to grab some phone calls. You want to send me a message? Uh, maybe you don't want to talk on the on the radio, but you want to send me a message. You can go to GaryNolan.com and do that. Uh, Scotty is on the line now. Scotty, welcome. How are you? I'm pretty good, Gary. How are you guys doing? Doing well, thank you. I hear a siren coming. You might want to hurry this up. It sounds like your ride's here. <laughs> no, uh, I was telling Brian, I've been watching a few movies. I cut the cable, so I'm on the dish and the Tubi, or the Tubi and the Hulu and all that. And out of the last ten movies I've watched, at least seven of them have made a reference to whatever scenario was going on at that time on screen about global warming this, global warming that. Yep. They're sh they're shoving it. Oh, I just about got me a Prius. <laughs> hey, uh, There's, <laughs> there is a bounty know, on those. You know how hard them are to get out of these twin superchargers I've got, or blowers I've got on this dang <laughs> truck of mine? But, yeah, they're just, they're referenced. Everything they're pushing so bad, it's pathetic. I mean, it's, it's not even funny anymore. It's sickening. Just... And I hate to use the term follow the science, but this is one time they ought to. But please don't put me in the same boat as uh, fake Fauci. Phony Fauci? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, phony Fauci. I couldn't remember how it went. <laughs> but other than that, I want you guys to have a good day. I'm going to call in here and holler at Justin to comb old vapor and get on down the road. Good, good, good work, uh, Scotty. You worked it in. <laughs> Thank you. Have, have a good one. You too. He could work that Como vapor thing into any topic, any time. Uh, boy. Callers, you're going to have to hang on because uh, otherwise you're going to get cut off within 30 seconds. So we'll get you a, a news update. Uh, then we'll talk about the president. He is, uh, he's gone to El Paso. We should get that down in the southwestern town of El this Paso. This is the second trip to the border, I understand. Yeah, but nobody can quite remember his... Well, Corrine remembers. She was talking about it uh, last week when she was asked... Yes. Why didn't Biden go to the border yet? And uh, she said, oh, he's already been. So yeah. this is his second visit. 
Yeah, except nobody knows except her when yeah. he was there. Right, yeah. So it's not easy for someone like uh, the President of the United States to sneak into town and sneak out. Right. But it was good for the community, and it would be good if he did it to more states, more cities. I'll explain that coming up on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show. 935, glad to have you with us, glad to be with you. Uh, it is the Gary Nolan Show. This the Zimmer Radio Network. Uh, I'm, I'm calling an audible here because Brian uh, threw out a question uh, during the break uh, that I think we 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 probably ought to address. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, Brian, what you want to know is can I, the republic? Go ahead, you phrase I it. I mean, here. there was a lot of talk on the after Kevin McCarthy got his uh, uh, speakership approved and concessions made and. Everybody is like, now things are going to change, and no, they're not. Nothing is going to change. Biden's not going to sign anything that the Republicans put forward. And, I, and that's why I said to you, why is everybody so excited about this? Because it's not that big of a deal. Well, there, there are some things that the Republicans can accomplish, even though they only have the House of Representatives. If, for instance, there is a larger bill coming through that needs that needs passed, something that the president needs, then the Republicans can say, well, we're going to give you that, but we're taking back the money for the IRS. Ah, you make a choice. Now, then, of course, uh, the Senate has to do the same thing. They've got to make that same choice. Uh, and if they acquiesce, now the president's got a real problem because the Democrats control the Senate. And if they've signed on to it, what's he going to say? Uh, seems to me it, it, it gets uh, rather challenging to argue that it's the, you know, the Republicans are doing something when, you know, the Senate goes along with it. So I, I do think they have some power. It's not as much power as, you know, having the Senate and the White House. But it, I would argue, um, gives the, 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 the Republicans at least some power. Will it, make, will, you know, will it result in major changes? No, nah, I don't think so. But it certainly could, uh, it certainly could uh, make a difference on uh, some funding. And you know, it, when it comes to the Internal Revenue Service, you know, defunding them is fine with me. And I and I seriously don't think there are a lot of conservatives that work for the IRS. I, I really don't. I think they're all progressives, uh, and they want your money. But you know how they they implied that all of this money was going to go to customer service and to go after those wealthy rich people. Uh huh. Well, um, there has been an audit done on who the IRS go after. Um, five and a half times. Virtually uh, everyone else uh, were low-income wage earners. They are the ones that get hammered by the IRS the most. Um, according to Track, this is a group that uh, asked for the information and, and then uh, put it all together. The poorest taxpayers easily uh, marks an era when uh, the IRS increasingly relies on correspondence audio. Uh, no, that's not the right part. Uh, if one ignores the fiction of auditing a millionaire through simply sending a letter 
uh, through the mail. The odds that a millionaire receives a regular audit by revenue agent, 1.1%. Actually less than the audit rate of the lowest income wage earners. This, uh, this is from Syracuse University's Transactional Records Access Clearinghouse. Uh, it's called TRAC. Uh, and they got the information provided uh, from the Internal Revenue Service on audits performed by the agency in fiscal year 2022. And despite the infusion of new funding earmarked for the IRS via last year's Inflation Reduction Act, the agency continued historic trends of hassling primarily low-income taxpayers with relatively few millionaires and billionaires getting caught up in the sweep. Well, you know why? Because they're an easy mark. They can't afford to pay the attorneys. They can't do the, the, you know, baffle them with Bravo Sierra thing. They can't just swamp them with papers. They're poor. So they're an easy mark. At, at some point, you get a letter from the IRS saying they want $500 for whatever, and you think, geez, I could fight this. It'll cost me 2000 or I could just give them 500 just send them the check. Cut their funding. Absolutely. And the Republicans are in a position to do just that. Uh, and I hope they do. 874-9390-800-529-5572. So President Biden went down to El Paso to view the border wall. Why he took his time, I don't know. And in spite of what uh, Jean-Pierre the idiot said, um, to the best of my knowledge, he has not been there before and certainly not as president. So suddenly he's down there. And what's interesting is how pretty everything was. All those homeless uh, uh, people who came across the border that were sleeping on the streets and on the sidewalks, they were suddenly all gone. And the place looked pristine. It was, it was like day and night. So I, I, I was thinking, maybe we should send the president to every, you know, like to San Francisco. You know how they have all those people sleeping in the streets and the needles and the tents and all that stuff? They would clean that up because he was coming. And then we could move him to Cleveland and then we could move him to Pittsburgh and, <laughs> you know, just have him keep visiting these, uh, you know, these areas. Uh, and then we could clean up the whole country. He could be the cleaner in chief. It, it was an idea. Uh, but that's what happened. Apparently, he went down there, and before he got there, they had it all cleaned up. What a what a load of nonsense. And he's only doing... I, I'm going to tell you right now, this guy is going to run. He absolutely is going to run for president. Uh, re-election. He, he... You know he's not going to turn it over to Kamala Harris. He's He's... He's got this vulnerability at the border, and he's going to go after it. And, and that's the only reason he went down there. It's because he's running for re-election. Oh, boy, what a mess. 874-9390-800-529-5572. I hate to be so cynical, 
you know, you, you can't help it. It, it, it. They they make us that way. They lie to us so often that you can't believe them when they tell you they're lying. You think they're telling another liar, another lie. Uh, let's see what we got here from uh, Joe. He said, I would like to see how hungry that lunatic chicken lover would get uh, before she shoved a stick in the derriere of her little girl, <laughs> a chicken, and slow roasted it over a live fire. Yeah, the, the fire part is a problem for her, too, I'm sure. Uh, Gary, I was listening to the crazy chicken lady, and I wonder... If the same people that are so against killing animals for food are also against abortion, or would they be the first class to rush in uh, to get an abortion? Uh, finally, a message from George. I love your show. I think the lesson from the Republican holdouts on the speaker's vote is the same lesson that the progressive socialists in the Democratic Party have been teaching for a number of years. With enough people working within the party, you can move the party in a given direction. Look at what's happened to the Democratic Party. It's been infiltrated by progressive socialists to such an extent that it's pulled uh, the party to a point where it's unrecognizable from just a few years ago. If the Bernie Sanders and the others like him would have remained in a socialist third party, they would never have had that impact. Libertarians, libertarians need to take a lesson from this, join the Republican Party where they can at least have a chance to get elected, and then move the party to where it needs to be. Do you really think that's possible? Do you think it's possible to move the Republican Party in a constitutional direction. George, I thought you did it from the outside. You want my vote, you move this way. And we'll kick it around the next segment. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. It's uh, 9.50. Good morning. Glad to have you with us. It is the Gary Nolan Show. So apparently when Biden was down at the border, <laughs> Governor Abbott hand delivered a letter to him uh, on, the, uh, on the tarmac. Um, and... It, Allegedly, the president hasn't read it yet. You come down to Texas, and uh, you go to the border, and you're met by the governor. He hands you a letter. You'd think that he, I'm pretty sure he read it. He just doesn't want to uh, admit it. What a bunch of phonies Democrats are, and a lot of Republicans, too. Makes me, it, it, it just makes me not want to do this anymore. Because I'm so tired of them lying to us. It's, it's constant. Makes, it, it makes it... Um, it's unrewarding because you can never get a straight answer. Uh, you can never... They never... I don't know. It's just... It's, it's disappointing. Um, so let me talk about some cement here, Brian, because that has absolutely nothing to cement. do with politics. Cement. All right. Yeah. This is apparently cement that was made uh, in Roman times is different than the cement we use today. 
and it holds up better. Uh, from Cambridge, Massachusetts, the secret of the durability of Roman concrete, which stood the test of time for 2,000 years, has finally been unearthed. It, it, apparently, they came up with a way to make concrete that heals itself. It has to do with the type of lime that they used, and apparently they heated it up. And what happens when a crack starts to form and water hits the, uh, the crack, it heals itself. And that's why you see so many of these old Roman buildings um, still standing after, you know, hundreds of years. It's because when the, the overall concrete is heated to high temperatures, it allows the chemistries that are not possible if you only used slaked lime. I've never heard of slaked lime, but they apparently have a, a different type of lime, and they heat it up, and you've got concrete that heals itself. Uh, now, they knew this a thousand years ago. Why, what, what's taken us so long? They didn't have Portland cement back then, huh? Is, yeah, no, apparently not. No. So they, uh, now you know. Uh, it's just one of those stories that has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> politics that I wanted to get out there. Is there a favorite new television show? I literally, I'm serious. I, for the next few minutes, I want to get away from politics. I'm just... I've gotten so cynical that I, I I just don't see any point in it. So let's do something a little bit light for just a few minutes before we get back into the garbage pit that is politics. Have you, in the last year, come across any new television shows that you really, really like? Give me a call. 874-9390. 800-529-5572. Uh, you, you know that I liked um, the Yellowstone, the, the whole Kevin Costner thing, and I liked the 1873 or whatever they called it, the, the prequel to that. Uh, and now they've got a new version. I think it's 1923 um, with Harrison Ford, and I am hooked on that. That's a new show for me that I really, really like. Uh, have you come across any new shows that you like? There's another one that I that's uh, relatively new, and it's called East New York. East New York. Jimmy Smits is in it. Uh, and that's been a pretty good show. I've enjoyed that. So if you've got one, a new TV show, something new that you found, give me a call. Or send me a message uh, at GaryNolan.com and tell me what you found. In the meantime, on Concrete, less is more. Les, welcome. How are you? Hey, Gary. Um, not a 100% expert on concrete, but I do know that the mixtures of that, the concrete gets hot in and of itself. That's a chemical reaction. And why the, the concrete lasts for thousands of years is that every time a crack forms and crack do form in the concrete, the chemical reaction with the lime and other things 
gets hot and it refills those cracks. So this is a continual chemical reaction in the concrete of itself. If you see people um, pouring sidewalks or, or, or driveways, sometimes they have to wet it down to cool it down so it doesn't set up too fast. Yeah, less, less these experts uh, who have studied this said it's a different type of lime yes, and that they actually heated it up. Not just the natural chemical reaction. They heated it up. I, I read the same article, but, but it's a lime reaction that they use. That yeah, they well, use. I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks up. for saying it, it again. Les, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Launch. I, I just said that. Uh, Bob on the TV shows, have you seen something new this year, something that, uh, that you like? Yeah, and it's called Tulsa King. It's got Sylvester Stallone. It's all Paramount. Yeah. If you uh, haven't seen that, that's something you need to see. It's only like a nine-episode ep- uh, nine season. Easy to get through. Taylor Sheridan, who does um, Yellowstone. Yeah. I think he's part of the writing crew with this. And then the, one of the producers of that of The Sopranos is part of it, too. I've seen a couple of episodes, um, and I think it's intriguing. I like uh, Stallone's character. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it, gets, it gets really, really fun and good at, you know, mid through all the way to the end. So. Like when he threw the water bottle at the security guard and knocked him out? Yeah, yeah. No, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. All right. Good point, Bob. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, yeah, Tulsa King. I don't know if it's on mainstream or if it's just on Paramount. I've given up DirecTV, and I've got Paramount. YouTube TV and uh, something else. I don't remember what it was. Um, and it's uh, it's not quite as convenient for me as DirecTV was. But I do get some of those shows like Tulsa King uh, and uh, 1923. Definitely uh, good watch, uh, a good watch, good way to pass an hour. Roy, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Glad to be here. Um, my wife and I both have enjoyed everything that Taylor Sheridan has put out. We started with Yellowstone. We have watched uh, Tulsa King, but my favorite has got to be 1923. The writing is better. The acting is better. Um, the story is better. And it's got um, Han Solo in there, and he gets shot, so that's good. <laughs> he gets shot? Uh, that would be a spoiler. Well, now, wait a minute. I've been watching it, and he didn't get shot. Oh, you know what? I didn't get... Oh. Oh. Darn. Spoilers. <laughs> I am sorry, Gary. Thanks a lot, Roy. But they're going to tease you about that for a long time, so there's a real spoiler. We're not sure how it's going to turn out yet. <laughs> All right, Roy. <laughs> thank you. Thank Ready? you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Well, the, me that the I good thing watch. is, because of your age, you may forget this conversation ever took place. Oh, you, you think I'm like the adult in chief? <laughs> All right, up against the clock. If you got a favorite TV show, give us a call or send me a message at GaryNolan.com. We'll get back to ugly politics, too. It's inescapable. This is The Gary Nolan Show.